Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to episode 48, Wild Cards, part two. The Joker continues his televised wild goose chase coverage while the League struggles against the Royal Flush Gang. The countdown terminates! (gasps) revealing that it was all just a smokescreen to get as many people watching the event as possible so that Ace could turn them all insane via hypnosis. After Batman drops Joker, we're treated to a touching scene between Hawkgirl and Green Lantern culminating with a kiss. Relationship upgrade, Gary. Yep. It happened. Did I not? I told you... There was one, I remembered a single scene from my youth of Hawker uh-huh. removing her helmet. Right. And, and she is, didn't. He did. Uh, Hawkgirl's helmet was removed. <laughs> Are we okay now? I don't know. It did was an extremely give... Chad move of him to do. I know. <laughs> Just like, you know, the look away, the sheepish look away, and he like the fingers underneath the chin to bring her eyes back to his and then remove it all. Oh, Oh, it's very good, and it doesn't belong in this arc, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that because that's really the whole meat and potatoes of this Of course. Of, this <laughs> of course. Um, so, yeah, timer picks up, I think, exactly like a second after the previous episode, which I thought was fun. Good continuity, yeah. Like, it, yeah. I'm glad they're sticking to the framing device that they developed in the first episode. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned last time around, Green Lantern is dead. Yeah, his his face looks all like pale in this yeah. shot, which I think is a is a nice touch that maybe mm-hmm. isn't isn't super obvious unless you're really kind of looking for it. Like it, right. it's not like he's he's white as a sheet or anything. He doesn't look off model. He just looks like a right. couple of degrees paler than before, which is a a nice cue. And you know. Hawkgirl is like trying to give him CPR first gently mm-hmm. and then more aggressively, which is how you should do CPR. Like if yep. you're not cracking ribs, you're kind of doing it wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never had to, but I've, I've, I've seen it done yeah. on dummies. Yeah. It's horrifying. Um, yes. <laughs> it, it, you are trying to make someone's organ work from the outside of their body. Jesus. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. You're, you're, you're an external heart for them, but there's a lot of muscle and bone in the way. <laughs> Because right. your heart isn't meant to be punched, so right. yeah, you should. If, if you're doing it right, you it, like. I learned all this when I was a lifeguard, so. Oh okay. I, cool. I have the I have the, the intel, um. But yeah, she she tries the CPR. In my opinion, the animation looks kind of lazy here. A little bit. I, I yeah. don't know how you feel about that. Like it just like the the body wasn't reacting like something that was getting thumped on. It was like a block of wood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh... Your CPR training might have taught you that that's how dead bodies actually react, but I don't think so. I mean, rigor mortis hadn't set in yet. No, no, he's 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 not petrified by he's like he's fresh dead. Yeah, hey, fresh he's dead. St- he's he's fresh dead. He's still warm, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so that that I don't love a lot of the little animation beats in this episode. Uh, they do right. feel kind of lazy to me. If they told me that this was all done after the fact, after they shot all the Joker shit and just kind of finished the rest hastily, I would believe them. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, th- there's some great commentary from the Joker about like ratings and this, that, and the other, as this is going on, which feels very, uh, apropos to, um, the scene. Yeah. It's nice and meta. Yeah. 
Um, she defib- defibrillates him with her mace, which I did not know that she could do that. I'm not sure she knew either. She figured it out. Yeah, she, she learned it on the spot. Right. And she bails. Yep. She she bails from the scene of action. She's like, I'm leaving. Uh, right. Batman phones in. It's like, hey, we kind of have our hands full with some some beast boy with stretches now. Uh, <laughs> little help. And she's, right. she turns off the comms. Yep. She's like, no, I got to take care of Green Lantern. I'm done with the crisis at hand. Right. Call Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which, yeah. Where was uh, she? she? She's on her... She's on leave. <laughs> she's been storing up PTO all year. I can't call her in now. <laughs> From Aruba. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. They, they... They do more dealing with the crisis that isn't actually the bulk of the episode stuff. You know, right. Superman fighting... Superman disarming a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, one nice bit of the action is that Batman throws Jack into the helicopter blades that Harley oh, that is cool. in, and he like you know does like the uh, the washing machine uh, uh, um, headphones in a washing machine like spinning around like get him like that's how you take care of stretchy villains is you spin them around something real fast right? Yep. So that that was really good. Um, yeah, and, and the, the the helicopter crashes, the feed cuts out, and we go back to the Joker, who's like, ooh, <laughs> which is just a really good reaction shot of, ooh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what would have been really good is if we, like, cut out entirely to, like, a we are experiencing technical difficulties, like, card with, like, elevator music and, like, some stock photo of like butterflies flying by or something like that. <laughs> right. I think they did do something like that. I, I feel like there was a time in Batman, the animated series where Joker took over a TV station and that might've happened there. Taking over a TV thing is a common thing in, um, in super villain world stuff. Cause mm-hmm. like there's so much that you can do. I mean, like there's so much you can do tying together villain motivation and, show network motivation like <laughs> right. they, they, they they don't they're not communicating anything useful to you they're right. just trying to eat up the oxygen in the room a lot of villains are egomaniacs so that makes sense that they would want to be on center camera but you know i, I think that the two go well together especially when you got a character like the joker and a voice actor like mark hamill carrying it oh yeah so totally but yeah um that's how that fight shakes out we also have the flash versus robin who is a fire mancer he's a pyromancer so. he, he shoots lasers or whatever right um but but flash use again using the scenery of being in las vegas he's in like i think the uh what, what's what's the one in vegas that's uh egyptian themed uh the luxor the luxor so they're in the luxor uh, i think, so. I, think yeah. I think you're right yeah the luxor um, and he, he goes to like a glass case with a mummy in it, which is apparently a real mummy because he takes the bandages from that mummy and uses it to wrap the guy up, which is like, why I, I can't fathom the reason they'd put a real mummy in there, but <laughs> sure. Um, and he does like the, you know, that'll wrap you up. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I know it's a lazy joke, but it's all I could think of, which is uh perfect in tone for this episode. This is good flash yep. content. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they even revisit it, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, with the, um, he tries to disarm one of the 
bombs, which I guess he forgot from when Batman told him how to disarm them. Right. Um, and the Joker is like wheedling him in that really delicious way of like, ooh, you better not cut the blue one, or is it the black one? And right. <laughs> Flash's response is just, shut up. Come on, right. you're not even you're not even trying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like I like Flash and uh the Joker talking to each other in the same jokey tone in a crisis that that works on me it does yeah so other fight scene superman fighting uh king and 10 i think it's these these fight scenes are all like without with it with the caveat of the things i already talked about they're all kind of dumb right there's just no Uh, emotional stakes to anything i did like the one where i i don't remember what was said to superman by uh beefy cyborg but yeah. he did say something, and Superman's like, hold that thought, and he just uppercuts him into the sky and just knocks him, you know, out of the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> and d- the guy dis- said, uh, disarms yeah. the bomb, yeah. Yeah, he says, like, we're not we're not trying to beat you. I'm just trying to eat up time or slow you oh, down that's or right. something like that. And he's like, hold that thought. Yep. It's pretty fun. It, it is fun, but, like, Superman beats him eventually just by being more tougher than, which is just a bad way for fights to resolve in my opinion agreed um but yeah they 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 disarm all the bombs except for one and flash runs it out of town right before it explodes so the real stakes are gone right or or, or, or the facade is gone we go back to the joker who reveals that it was his plan all along this was just to get people watching right that's fucking cool yep Shyamalan, i got one for you Uh, and he reveals his real plan, which is using Ace as a as a hypnosis machine to hypnotize yep. everybody is wa- who's watching. Yep. And uh, driving all of them insane because it, it's the Joker. Everything right. is all about getting people insane. You know, <laughs> right. not every mission, but a, a lot of them are about turning people into monuments to his ego. Right. You know, it's exactly. in the Dark Knight. It's about turning Harvey Dent into somebody who embraces chaos. That's often a uh, an element of his schemes, and that's what it is here. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So let let's talk about Ace's backstory. Yeah. So she's she's a, a kid. What doesn't blink? And uh, yeah, very Wednesday, very, very Wednesday, Wednesday Adams, yeah. uh, right. kid. And for this whole backstory, you have like the. Th- Top third of the screen is just entirely black with her eyes open and staring right at us. Right. While it's showing us the flashback of, you know, her getting taken in, her getting collared so that she wouldn't be able to resist. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, the traumatic past that she has. She, she's being being shown as, like, this is someone very powerful but clearly has been victimized. Right. You know, it's it's all shown like she hasn't said a word she's had the thousand yard stare clearly the joker is manipulating her in some capacity mm-hmm. and I, I really like this the top third of the screen just totally devoted to her eyes staring at us because yes. that's that's like how you would do a you are being hypnotized against your will kind of message because mm-hmm. the idea like the way joker is saying it yeah you you watching you you can't stop watching that's because right. she is controlling everything. You're being hypnotized right now. Don't look away. And, right. and I'm like, well, shit, he's right. I'm, I'm watching the show. 
Um, and I, I just think that the eyes looking at you the whole time is a good way to non-verbally communicate that there's mental manipulation going on. Right. Yeah. It was, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unclear exactly how she mentally manipulates, but I, I think the idea is just she she creates illusions and right. uh, isn't in full control of them. It doesn't seem like she's in full control of them. She just causes people to all go insane when they watch her. <laughs> right. And, and we, we get some nice animation for when, you know, Batman comes in and starts, like, hallucinating the Joker, twisting into a weird serpent, and, like, all the floor tiles start whirling around. And none of that's happening, but... Right. Not since Gorilla City have we seen such uh, <laughs> fever dreams. Yeah, usually, usually it's Flash dreaming that makes right. this happen. But no, it's yeah. just... Uh, it's just straight up, you know, clearly Batman is becoming mentally unwell. Right. I got so many only a dream vibes from from this arc. Well, I mean the 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 temptation element for Batman is pretty similar of like don't look at the thing causing the insanity, don't fall asleep in order right. to, you know, protect yourself from John D jumping in your dream. Like it's all mental trauma. Yeah. So I, I maybe that's a lot of what the medium is articulating to you, which is why you're kind of uh, tying those things together, which, right. which is totally fair. Sure, yeah. This is this is much less horrifying and much more cartoony. <laughs> right. But it is still pretty rough to watch because he's like totally at Joker's mercy and Joker's just kicking the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Yep. I do like that there's one thing when uh, Joker's telling everybody about this. He does the Bugs Bunny uh, thing for... Uh, everyone going crazy it's like if you watch her for just a little bit you'll be <laughs> which is again if there is anyone's doing looney tunes it's better than the joker he did the your dis- despicable thing that's right he did, uh, yep. in the last time we saw him so good stuff <laughs> his love of cartoons makes him relatable to me <laughs> <laughs> yes very very much so we also get um harley quinn popping yes. back into the scene because uh she uh the uh batman basically you know nagged her to be like hey he's got a new squeeze mm-hmm. he's getting awfully cozy with the joker and she cold cocks him but then she also goes and storms in on joker's party and leads batman right to her um which she which he totally smacks her for like right. across the face honeymooner style oh yeah and uh yeah this is um this is a element of their relationship that has been much more fleshed out recently. And if you don't mind, I'd like to discuss Harley Quinn. Go for it. So our character highlight, Harley Quinn. Real name, Harleen Francis Quinzel. Dumb. Uh, is a <laughs> is a character appearing in American comic books, published by DC, created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm as a humorous henchwoman for the supervillain Joker. Uh, created for Batman the, the Animated Series and debuted in the second... 22nd episode of the series on September 11th, 1992. Designed in the animated series. I think that's the first one of those that we've had. I believe so. Yep. Yeah, I, I could have sworn that she was in earlier comics, but nope. 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 She is staunchly from that time. Her first comic book appearance was in uh, Batman Adventures number 12, which was uh, based off the animated series. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, you know, and that's. Um, you know, <clears throat> she hasn't had a lot of different incarnations 
She mm-hmm. has more had a personal arc from those times to the now times. You can see it very clearly in those two different costumes. She's got her Harley Quinn um, Joker, you know, black and red with the jester cap, all of that stuff. It's very thematic when yep. she's Joker's girlfriend, whom he abuses the shit out of. Right. Uh, and this can be seen in the 2019 series Harley Quinn, which is very, very good. When she has her new uh, new costume and new attitude of no one going to fuck with me ever again. Uh, and has now started canonically dating uh, Poison Ivy. Right. Something they alluded to for a long time, right? Like, oh, yeah. The relationship between those two. Even in the animated series, it was at least subtext. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that that is that's a that's been a thing for since like 20, 2013 or 2011 or something like that. Uh, that they have a relationship, but it is open, and I like seeing the um, I like seeing the representation for open relationships. Sure, you don't get that a lot. Not a lot. Not not well treated. Right. Yeah. She was originally just going to be the equivalent of a walk on role. She was only going to be used for a single episode, but uh, she got an upgrade because she was very well received. And holy shit, does the internet love this character? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she, she, like, I mean, and not just in the sexual way, but yes, also in the sexual way, maybe how she's drawn, maybe just because female character that everyone knows about, you're, you're gonna get some fan art, Gary. <laughs> right. Uh, she was originally a therapist for the Joker, mm-hmm. but he turned her crazy-ish, uh, which I, I think is a, a fine origin, and it really fits nicely with the reprogramming and deprogramming that an abusive ex can do to you. I think that that is a very well-told arc that is weirdly evidenced in in the real real world, but is well-told through this weird supervillainy relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, Some other romantic interests include someone named Rick Flagg, Mason Macabre, and Booster Gold. Oh. Plastic Man was originally intended as a love interest, but DC didn't approve. And I don't know why they drew the line there, but I think it's very funny. Too much red. Too maybe, much red and black. Perhaps. Maybe he was into some real kinky shit that was not uh, <laughs> was not uh, okay to show. Right. Yeah, and she's been a part of a bunch of different teams. Joker's Crew, Birds of Prey, Gotham City Sirens, and the Suicide Squad. And her powers are mostly gymnastics, also apparently immunity to toxins. Unclear if she got that from Poison Ivy or uh, the Joker, but she almost certainly got it as a sexually transmitted disease. Um, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and claim without evidence. I have one more tidbit, but first I'd like to give you the floor. What do you think of Harley Quinn? Are you familiar? I I know you've watched a lot of the animated series, so... Presumably, you have a lot of a, a background with her, at least in that. Yeah, I would say I have background with her in almost every format she's been released in. Um, yet, I'm not that big of a fan. Like, I, I don't have not anything against Harley. I just, I don't go out of my way necessarily to uh, seek her out. But I think she serves a very necessary purpose in the Joker dynamic because he'd be so much more dull without having that relationship and it does also underline just how 
how devoted he is in one way or another to Batman that right. he treats them kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. He hits both of them and teases both of them and lies. Like, he's just, this is, it's the same relationship to him, more or oh, less. But he, but he definitely loves Batman more because if Absolutely. Batman and Harley are in the room, he's going to Batman. Yep, yep. As evidenced in the 2019 <laughs> Harley Quinn's anime. I think it was 2019. I might be wrong. Right. Which, but that series is great. It's so fucking will, good. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. And I love seeing that. So I, I guess the thing that I didn't like about Harley initially was that she just felt kind of like a weak sidekick character, but they've really done a lot of growth for her. Maybe not so much in the movies, but like in the in the animated series, I think that she's become this powerful, badass chick. And totally. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I didn't like her at first also, but it was mostly a uh, reticence to embrace the sexualization of her character. I think that plays into it for me too. I, I think that there was just like a lot of commentary and, and color online and in the media space of her being like the sexy super villainous. You know, she checks a lot of the boxes and I, I think I was yeah. just kind of resistant to wanting to engage with it. But um that's fair. She definitely came into her own. So, right. Kudos. Last her. last bit of Harley Quinn lore. Gary, this is a this is kind of an incredible one. In September of 2013, DC Comics announced an art contest entitled Break into Comics with Harley Quinn. The contestants had to draw Harley Quinn in four different suicide scenarios. Okay. And it drew controversy, would you believe Believe it or not? No. Because <laughs> uh, it, it was announced close to National Suicide Prevention Week. Oh, my <laughs> and Lord. And also some of the artists didn't like sexualizing Harley Quinn in the fourth scenario, which had her committing suicide in a bathtub. Wow. I, I don't know which one of those was the, uh, was the deal breaker, and <laughs> I kind of don't want to. Nope. <laughs> Uh, but they eventually pulled that and uh, expressed apologies for it because it was that's that's fucking horrible. That that yeah. good lord. That seems like the most colossal fuck up. I don't understand how that got past the brainstorming phase. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with portraying a character who is suicidal inherently. Like right. it is a relatable thing, and it's a you know for a lot of people and like it's it's well worth devoting story time to not not as like a you know a contest though right. i mean yeah. that, that's embellishing a, a horrible thing that happens to people yeah so, exactly it's yeah careful what you glorify dc yeah seriously she doesn't get a lot of screen time here but we do get joker hitting her which is you know, that's canonical. part of the, that's canonical in the relationship. Yep. Yep. And I will say, uh, just in terms of voices, uh, that was Arlene Sorkin, who was the original voice of Harley. Yeah. And probably one of her last times as the character. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the show. Batman is now against the Joker. This felt like every other fight scene in the episode yeah. where it just, it just ends. Um, yep. <laughs> he, he just, he's, he's tough enough. Like it was exactly the same thing with the Superman. He's just strong enough to beat the other guy. <clears throat> Batman is strong enough to, I guess it's a little bit more complex cause he doesn't just punch the Joker. He, he lifts the remote control, mind control, collar, power inhibitor, call, whatever the fuck it is, right. um, that he's been using to control Ace. I don't know why Batman would know to do that. <laughs> 
uh, but but it it keeps it, it allows her to take vengeance upon Joker for subjugating her by right. driving him insane, which is something that he said could not be done. Right. And I like that he just straight up lied about his inability to be driven insane because he's already insane. Like yep. he there there's no way he could have known that. <laughs> he just no. said it just to say it. I mean, it checks out. I believed it until it was proven otherwise. Me but, too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I guess Batman was just fighting him, and he was like, "Joker, is that a brain inhibitor in your pocket?" Or <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and then Ace just kind of pieces out. Mm-hmm. She just she just leaves. She like walks off into the sunset. Yep. Like Clint Eastwood style, which is a weird way for her character arc to wrap up. Right. Like, does she come back later? Like, not to my knowledge. We're running out of episodes, so I'm doubtful. Yeah, I I, I doubt it would come back, but um, it it, it ends the crisis portion of the episode. Right. And we now get to the actual good thing. Once once we lobotomize yet another villain, it's time for the wrap-up. Ding! There's another one. I need to get a bell, and every time someone gets lobotomized, just... Yep. Yep. <laughs> Going on Amazon. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're back to the Watchtower. <laughs> yes. Gary, what, 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 what's going on in the Watchtower? You know, just Jon Stewart's all laid up and Hawkgirl is just tending to him, making sure that he's okay and they have this, you know, I want to be with you, but excuse, excuse, yeah, excuse. It's just it very clearly just making up excuses to avoid, you know, breaking the spell that they're under. Point, counterpoint. Point, counterpoint. Yeah, and he just cuts through all of it. He's like, I, I don't yep. care about the reasons. This is how yep. I feel about you. And he takes off her mask. Mm. And she's gorgeous, Gary. She is. Which is not a thing that is communicated because of the no. bird mask. Like, it it, it could have been anything under there. Like, it, <laughs> a lot of her facial features, except for maybe her chin, were, were obscured right. by the mask. But right. not only is she beautiful, she's also the mythological redhead with green eyes beautiful. I know. I know. And it made me ask, like, has she had green eyes this whole time? Something yeah. I did not even really realize. I, maybe the bird mask also has contact. It's not clear <laughs> how that works. We'll see how, where it goes from here. But yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Very, very good moment. Very, like, big reveal moment to it like it's articulated like not only is this a big emotional deal it's also we're seeing her without her mask the first time and you can read into that as her vulnerability being exposed yes. and it all fucking works yeah so much vulnerability i mean i i, I got chills i'm not gonna lie to you like i, I was just kind of like we're doing this <laughs> they, they did the moment exactly right in an episode yes. where it makes no sense to have this moment agreed 100%. But maybe they already knew what they were doing with the last four episodes, and they're like, we can't fit it in here. We've got to fit it in somewhere. So thankfully they did. I just wish it were in a more appropriate way. I do too. Uh, I do like a couple of moments in this, while also disliking a couple of other moments. Okay. The very obvious mood lighting works really well in a narrative sense, because like he's bound up in the hospital. He's bound up on the watchtower in a sick bed. The right. lights aren't going to be on. You know, right. he's, he's, he's resting, but it yep. also, like, sets the mood for some romance, Yes, which I like. Hawkgirl apologizes to Batman for running, but mm-hmm. he says that the team comes first and, like, understands why she bailed, which I yeah. kind of don't buy, but whatever. 
Eh. You know he's got cameras everywhere, as we learned in the last arc, where he was watching Superman be eviscerated over and over again. So he probably just right. hit replay and saw that she flew out of there with John. So Yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, he, He's known that this was coming for a long time, and it's like, well, yeah. it's Joker. We're not dealing with Brainiac here. I, I, I can let it happen right now. Maybe that's why it's in this arc, is because, like, yeah. Batman took off the limiters right. <laughs> for their behavior. <laughs> like, like, gave them enough free time is like all right superman listen flash yep. superman it's happening <laughs> so <laughs> game faces everyone we gotta we gotta be able to clear this up on our own yep yep uh hello straws uh we're grasping for you <laughs> i like where we're we're coming at this but i who knows it's a weird line it is a line that i really hate is the lead out <laughs> to this episode gary where they kiss Yes. It pans out. The episode doesn't end yet because it goes to a granny's voice saying, well, it's about time. <laughs> and then she's back in the casino and we're looking at a jackpot payout. <laughs> uh, Marvel post-credit sequence. Yeah. God damn it. It was so good. And then they fucking ruin it. Yep. At least that's my take on it. Like... I don't know. Did you appreciate that? I mean, not to put you on the spot after I have told you that you shouldn't be liking it, but like, did you like that uh, that kind of joke at the end? Or can you be honest with me? Did I uh, did I seed the the ground too well? Or <laughs> no, I mean, like honestly, at the time, I thought oh, that's cute. They wrap back around to the thing that they kept alluding to the whole episode because she was in it multiple times. But after having thought about it no it it totally jars the scene as only this episode could do um i mean i guess we we still have some like phantom lingering presences of joker you know pheromones feeding in throughout the whole episode so right so yeah i mean it didn't bother me initially but in hindsight yet it kind of sucks as an outro just it they 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 did that they they closed it so perfectly yeah that that's true to then linger you know it's I don't know, lingering after you've made your case is just, it's so, I I understand the temptation, but like, Mm. I think they know how important this moment is because all of the other cues are there. Like the mood lighting, it's a very dramatic presentation. Like the the, the camera is very narrow focused. They do like the the whole hawk girl kind of turning away sheepishly thing. John with like, John is, uh, what a fucking lady killer though like gl's fucking game here is on, <laughs> right. like, honestly like i i got shivers when he like pointed her like took hold of her chin and pointed it back to him so that they could get the eye contact and just yeah. like oh whoo who yep. lord yeah <laughs> so, so they know they know this is an important moment <laughs> uh and then they undercut it which is just yeah very unfortunate the only way they could have made it worse is if it pans over and you see Jean sort of phasing through the wall saying, oh, I should leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I think what they could have done that would have made this a little bit less jarring and, and a more perfect outro would have been to like, as Joker's laying there lobotomized, have the old lady say something like, yes, take that or something. And then it cuts to her winning. So, um, something else. I, yeah. I mean, like, that would have been more in line with the episode that we are pitching wherein the Green Lantern Hawk Girl stuff does not happen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't I know. Don't I think, mean, yeah, it's mm, very it's, at odds with the tone of the episode. 
They're, they're doing a... the most jokey thing and also the most serious interpersonal romantic thing. At right. The, in, yeah. the same, in the same episode. Yeah, yeah. And they're this, totally unconnected. This old lady playing the game, I didn't realize I needed an ending. You know, like that's, that's yeah. sort of where it... Eh. Good for yeah. her, but I don't know. Weird. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever felt more strongly about an arc of like, you needed to pick one. Yeah. Then then this one, like uh, it still it still hammers in at a solid B because like, the all the parts are fine. Mm-hmm. I I think all the Joker stuff is pretty good, but if you didn't have to also do the Hawkgirl stuff, you can imagine maybe we'd get more Joker Batman dynamics. Yeah. Or or something. Mm-hmm. Um. But we 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 do not do that. So, a lot of good pieces. Not a good hole. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, I think it's still good, but yeah. Agreed. L- a little better scene craft next time, guys. <laughs> for, for for when you, you know, finally punch the ticket on that other kindling romance that they're doing, uh, which is, of course, Batman and Superman. Of course. If uh, someone ruins that moment, I'm done with this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, unless like Wonder Woman comes in and is like, oh, have you ever thought maybe there's still a way to, I don't know, this is just off the top of my head, guys, but, you know, Amazonians, they, they do things a little differently than uh, normal monogamy. I don't know. What are you thinking? Yep. And then just the <laughs> sexy guitar starts playing, and it's like... Yep. <laughs> All right. They can, uh, they can borrow Flash's uh, fuck wagon <laughs> for the dirty deed. Ooh, and uh, that's Thunder, which means it's time for me to go. Uh, oh. let's, let's wrap up with our episode highlight. Sounds good. Uh, you can go first. No, I went first last time. You go first because I'm oh. sure that that means that you don't have one <laughs> and I want to see you scramble. Uh, no, I mean, really, I, I think we're going to say the same thing here and I think it's the finale, not I, counting the old lady. I, uh, old lady aside, finale is great. Watch Tower and I, it, finale. It yeah. was, it was a lot of good payoff. But mm-hmm. I was actually picked a different one because I was looking at it in the epi- in the context of the episode, what was the best episode moment. Right. And I think it either goes back to the really cool framing device wherein Joker is telling the story of Ace's backstory and we see the eyes. I, that just got me really, wo- really good. Right. It's either that or the Joker reacting to Harley's helicopter crashing of like the, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, if I can be more specific with mine, it's Hawkgirl yes. Unmasked. Hawkgirl Unmasked is such... Well, I mean, that's that's a very, you know, the moment has a lot of weight to it. Right. You know, and, and they do they do set that up well with, the, like, the mood lighting and everything. Yeah. So when, when her mask comes off, and it, it is really a jaw-dropping reveal. Yes, 100%. Both, both because she's gorgeous and also because... You know, wild horses couldn't get her to take her mask off in any other circumstance. So it, it really is such a reveal of vulnerability that it she is. has been not willing to do for the longest time. Yes, I agree. Um, so, I mean, final thoughts, anything else you want to hammer home on this one? Uh, I do like that Joker, the, that the Joker also played the part of... Uh, the audience in when they like, is this just me or is there something going on between those two? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think the parts of this episode that lean into the framing device of Joker being a t- 
television hosts are extremely good and fun. Right. I think that the Hawkgirl Green Lantern relationship is totally cute and makes sense and in the scene works really well. Uh, and I just wish that um, they were in different arcs, Gary. <laughs> that, <laughs> but, but it you know, those grapes aside, pretty solid arc, little yeah. bit weak on plot. The fights could have been better. Uh, but it certainly gave a lot of room for Mark Hamill to be Mark Hamill. And damn it, that's sometimes all you need. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, one final thing I wanted to mention real quick about this show or this episode is just that, like, if I were a kid and Joker was giving his whole spiel about, you know, she's now hypnotizing you, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have been, like, looking away from the TV, you know, like, this is totally War of the Worlds. It's very uh, good, yeah. Just kind of like with uh, with with the kid dynamic, you know, people thinking, "Oh, aliens are actually invading." No, I would, as a child, I would be thinking, "It's like a creepy pasta." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like some sort uh, of internet phenomenon that is uh, getting spread via uh, people retweeting it and whatnot. Right. Absolutely. It's very, very, it's very cool, and it's this totally the sort of psychological detail that the Joker would want to exploit. Yeah. So, what is next time, Ben? Uh, well, Gary, next time we are going to be looking at Comfort and Joy, wherein the gang takes a break for the holidays. Oh, boy. As will we. I mean, we won't because we'll be here, but. Yeah, of course. We'll be there with you. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, And uh, festivities of all sorts to our listeners out there. (laughs) Uh, Until uh, next week is Christmas or whatever. uh, Mm -hmm. Where can people find you, Ben? Uh, people can find me on the Watchtower, um, trying to explain uh, the birds and the bees to John Jones, who has been watching the whole time. <laughs> I don't understand. Where's the proboscis? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's right there, man. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I am doing my podcast with my brother. It's called the Carton Cast. It's about old cartoons. Me and my brother do it. Uh, look at them and see what we think of them as adults. You can find it at fancybat.com slash cartoncast. And Gary, where can people find you? Well, I can be found in casinos lurking around waiting for old ladies to, uh, you know, give up on that jackpot. And then I'm going to swoop in and uh, still probably not win. But when I'm not lurking in uh, Slot Machine Alley, I guess... I- that's the, name, that's the name of my book. I can be found <laughs> at the Wax Nostalgic Network. Links for everything will be in the show notes. So, until next week, Ben. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for Christmas. <laughs> well, I was going with the Joker thing, but whatever. Oh. Stay tuned for Christmas then. I don't know. Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.